Thanks for joining me on this Cleveland baseball morning. The final from Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. It was the Indians 11. The New York Yankees won. No, this is not a repeat episode. The Indians have scored 11 runs in back-to-back episodes. I'm Davey Barris, lifelong Cleveland baseball fan, and I want to talk about the actual game on the field. The thing I enjoy watching baseball being played. And it's going to be another short episode. You can tell I'm recording in the car again. Like I said, life throws you curveballs sometimes. Everything's all right, but I am not at home right now. So um, let's get into the storylines of this game. And uh, yeah, it was a game in the Bronx, unless you're the Indians Twitter account, which apparently had some kind of some kind of game going on this weekend and uh, was tweeting out all sorts of crazy things about wrong teams and wrong cities. And uh, somebody at the Indians Twitter account was having fun with this one. But either way, we were facing the Yankees and we did take two out of three of them. And not only did we take two out of three of them, we beat Garrett Cole. We gave Garrett Cole arguably, arguably one of his worst losses of the entire season. Uh, looking at, uh, his game logs here for Garrett Cole's 2021 season, frankly, I don't see how this guy is going to win the, uh, the AL Cy Young. I mean, maybe in some of the, uh, per game metrics, maybe he, uh, maybe he's up there, but when it comes to the actual game logs, uh, he was fantastic in April, went four and one in April with a one, four, three ERA. Uh, had a 2.18 ERA in May, went two and one, but then it gets really ugly as the summer goes on. Two and two in June with a 4.65 ERA. Two and two in July with a 4.71 ERA. Uh, gets things straightened out. He was three and zero in August with a 0.51 ERA, obviously his best month. But now he's been two and two in September with a 4.64 ERA, and the Cleveland Indians are part of the reason why. He lasts five and two thirds against us, gives up ten hits, seven earned runs, seven runs total, seven earned runs, uh, two home runs given up, uh, walk, and seven strikeouts. So yeah, uh, I mean, the only other game where he's given up seven runs uh, was against the Tampa Bay Rays at the end of July. He actually gave up eight runs in that game, but only seven earned and five and a third. But that he didn't only, he only gave up six hits in that game. And he only gave up, he struck out 10 in that game. Only gave up one home run. So arguably, this game and the Rays game are his two worst games of the entire season. So that's something to hang your hat on. I don't know what was in the water. I don't know what it was. You know, they say something about the water makes the bagels great in New York. Well, apparently it makes Indians hitters great too. So after a rough Friday, the Indians come storming back with day games on Saturday and Sunday and put up 22 runs in two days on the New York Yankees. So let's get into the actual details really quickly and see what was going on in this game. And uh, I mean, the Indians hitters, my God, led by Jose Ramirez, four for four on the day, including a home run, three RBIs, four runs scored, three hard hit balls and a walk. He's on base five times on the day. Uh, My God. God, on a day when some people were getting rest, not only that, not only did we score 11 runs, we scored 11 runs on a day when Fermil Reyes was getting a day off. Uh, Miles Straw was getting a day off until he came in as a defensive replacement late in the game. Still got three at-bats. Um, yeah, 
it was a crazy day. Yu Chang was starting at third base, so Jose Ramirez could DH. Uh, yeah, it was a pretty crazy day, and I apologize. An ambulance is going by if you could hear that. Nothing I can do about that. Um, Ernie Clement got the start at second base. So, yeah, it was a pretty, pretty crazy lineup, and it just it worked. It clicked. Uh, Bradley Zimmer scores two runs from the leadoff spot. Uh, Mercado was 0 for 5. He struggled. He did walk, but he struggled in that number two hole. Uh, Jose Ramirez, like I said, had the big day. Bobby Bradley only went 1 for 5, but then the bottom of the order picking up the slack. Four RBIs from Harold Ramirez on a 2 for 2 day before he comes out of the game. Uh, 3 for 5 from Yu Chang with an RBI. Roberto Perez with a home run. He goes two for five with two RBIs on the day. And Andres Jimenez, he did get that average back up over 200. He's at 204 now with two hits on the day. And this wasn't one of those games, you know, we scored, I think it was seven runs yesterday, right? This is a game where we just kept beating up on Cole inning by inning by inning. We were even scoring into the ninth inning of this one. We scored two in the first. And uh, then three in the third. And then from the fifth inning on, we score every inning. Now, those early innings were fun. Um, Those early innings were a lot of fun. Bradley Zimmer starts it off by getting hit by a pitch, of course. Uh, Mercado strikes out. Jose Ramirez draws the walk. Bobby Bradley singles to load the bases. And then Harold Ramirez singles on a ground ball, uh, shoots one opposite way, uh, which isn't something we see uh, Harold Ramirez do a ton of which scores two, and uh, the Indians are on the board early. So right away, Garrett Cole had his back against the wall. Right away, the Indians were doing damage against him. And then in that third inning, um, Zimmer would uh, single to lead off the inning. Man, top of the inning, top of the lineup doing it again here. Oscar Mercado would fly out. Jose Ramirez would single to center field. Um, Bobby Bradley would strike out. And then Harold Ramirez would single on a fly ball to center field. Is this the one that they both dove for? I believe it is. I, this was the one that they both dove for in center field, and it was a really dangerous play. It was a really, I mean, both these guys could have really hurt each other. But Jose Ramirez, with the heads up base running here, scores from first base on this bloop. And I mean, that's a huge play. You don't know this is going to be a runaway game. And that's why Jose Ramirez is definitely taking away MVP for the day. Not just going four for four plus the walk. Not just for the RBIs. It was scoring on this play. Uh, You know, other guys wouldn't have been as aggressive on the base paths. Um, There were two outs, so he could go on the crack of the bat. But being able to score on this play was just a huge, huge momentum swing. That wasn't just, okay, they got lucky off Garrett Cole in the first inning. It's, no, they're going to pound and beat up on Garrett Cole all game. So a huge moment here. And then Roberto Perez would add on. After Yu Chang would single and move Harold Ramirez to third, Roberto Perez would add on with a line drive. I believe he would shoot one right up the middle. They were hitting a lot of shots up the middle uh, off of Garrett Cole. And uh, that would bring in Harold Ramirez and make it a 5 nothing game. Uh, so, yeah, the Indians really run away with this one. Then they just keep adding on. Home runs from Jose Ramirez. That was in the fifth inning off Garrett Cole. Roberto Perez got Garrett Cole in the sixth inning uh, with a leadoff home run. So, yeah, they just kept adding on and beating up on this guy. And it was a great offensive effort. They put up 16 hits off Yankees pitching yesterday. 
and they were 7 for 17 with runners in scoring position. That is a fantastic day. On the other side of things, Eli Morgan going up against the potential Cy Young candidate. He'll be in the top four or so, but I don't think he should be the winner. Eli Morgan uh, goes six innings, six hits, one earned run, no walks, three strikeouts. He did give up a solo home run to Giovanni Urshela, but that would be it for the Yankees as far as scoring runs go. And it was a great performance against Eli Morgan going up against a really, really good pitcher. And if we go to the player breakdown for Eli Morgan, what was he throwing? Fastballs. He was living and dying by the fastball. 46 fastballs, 17 sliders, 16 changeups, 6 curveballs. Was not getting the swing and miss. I mean, 42 swings from the Yankees, only 6 whiffs. 5 of those were on his fastball, but 10 called strikes. 20 called strikes on the fastball. 10 called strikes on the fastball. 20 called strikes total. It's actually good for a 31% CSW on the day. It's pretty good numbers. That's pretty fair numbers. And in 12 foul balls off that fastball, and that fastball was a pretty effective pitch for him. They did average a hard hit ball off of that. They did average a 97.6 mile per hour exit velocity, but they only they put 11 in play. That was another thing about this game. The, uh, the Indians pitching, it's not like they didn't give up hard hit shots. I mean, Eli Morgan is hard hit in this game, let's see here, 12 times. 12 times the Yankees hit him with 95-plus mile-per-hour exit velocity. They just turned into outs. He got double plays when he needed double plays. It was just a really gutsy, strong performance from Eli Morgan, hanging in there, dealing with the hard hits. I mean, sometimes in baseball, it's okay if they hit it hard, if they hit it hard at somebody. Um, so, yeah, so a great job by Eli Morgan in this start. Where was he locating his pitches? It's something we always like to see. Really attacking the strike zone with those fastballs. The fastballs were pretty much exclusively from the belt and up. There were three fastballs that go below the belt. None below the strike zone. They were all fastballs that hit the belt or higher. And then it's sliders and changeups and curveballs at the bottom of the zone and down. I like this approach. I really like this approach. Does seem to be attacking all four quadrants here, uh, going in and out with his fastball, going in and out with the changeup. The slider and the curveball have a little more break across the zone to them. Didn't throw any backdoor sliders or anything like that. All the sliders were kind of down and away, down and away. Uh, the curveballs were all down and away. But the changeup, he could keep it uh, to the to for him, his arm side. He keep that changeup to his arm side. Probably threw that a lot, I'm guessing, to lefties. I bet if we isolate this and we look at just left-handed batters, um, let's see how many of these change-ups. Yeah, a, lot of ch- a couple of change-ups down and away to those lefties, trying to hit that outside corner of the strike zone to those lefties. So it's a good approach. I mean, use that slider to you know make those right-handed batters chase and use that change-up to keep it away from the lefties. Now, the bullpen would come in. Now, at this point, we were kind of running away with this thing. But we don't want to take anything away from the bullpen because the bullpen had themselves an incredible day. The bullpen, Trevor Steffen, Blake Parker, Sam Henches, all pitch an inning. They all, uh, they combine for uh, eight strikeouts over three innings. Trevor Steffen strikes out the side in the third. Sam Henches strikes out the side in the ninth. And Blake Parker, even though he gives up two hits, gets two strikeouts in the eighth. So really a great job 
by this Indians bullpen to come in and uh, do some damage, you know, not not let them creep back into this game, not let them get, you know, a two-run homer here, uh, you know, a two-RBI double there. They really shut the door. Trevor Steffen goes, uh, gets strikeouts on fastballs. He uses a high fastball to get Luke Voigt. That was a tough at-bat. That went to a full count, and he finally jams him high and in with a 97.2-mile-per-hour fastball. Blows one by Brett Gardner at 96.8. In the zone. I'm not going to lie. That's another 3-2 count. That's in the zone. And he foul tips into the glove. And then throws a slider to get Glaber Torres. And I think we've talked about that. That's definitely the scouting report on Torres. Also a 3-2 count. Trevor Steffen went on 3-2 counts against all three guys he struck out in that seventh inning. And it probably felt good for him facing his former team to strike out the side. Blake Parker got both of his strikeouts on splitters. And then Sam Henches got uh, three strikeouts. One was on a curveball to Giancarlo Stanton, down and in with a curveball. One was on a slider to Gleyber Torres, of course. And one was on a fastball, a low fastball to Luke Voigt on a full count that he blows by him at 95.8. So a great job by Henches facing three big righty hitters there. I mean, those are some powerful righty hitters. And Sam Henches is challenging them, the lefty, and striking them out. So... It's a fantastic day for the Indians. And frankly, when the Yankees look at the playoff scenario right now, and they're a game and a half back in the wild card, if they are not in this playoff, they're going to look at this Indian series probably. And, you know, they'll have no one to blame but themselves. But if they want to point some fingers, they might point them at the Cleveland Indians and this series for knocking them out of the playoffs. All right, we've got some doubleheader action today. We've got uh, Kansas City in town for four games in three days. For some reason, they're starting the first game of this doubleheader at 4-10. When do they think they're going to get out of this ballpark? The game yesterday lasted longer than the Browns game did. The game yesterday went like three and a half hours. Uh, So, I mean, by the time they start game two, it's going to be a late night down at Progressive Field. But we'll be back tomorrow to talk about it. Game one is Singer versus McKenzie. It's always fun to watch Tristan McKenzie pitch. And then game two hasn't even been announced yet. They don't even know who's pitching. So yeah, Quantrill is supposed to pitch tomorrow. He gets the Tuesday start against Lynch. So we will see what happens in game two. It's not going to be Henches. I think JC Mejia got sent back down to Columbus. Uh, is it going to be a bullpen day? I, I don't know. You used Trevor Stephan and Sam Henches yesterday. So uh, those are guys that could have been sort of an opener for you. So yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens. McKenzie going up singer. I'm sorry these are shorter episodes. I wanted to do some prospect player breakdowns, but these episodes are just going to have to be what they are for now. And then uh, we'll get back to your normally scheduled program as soon as I can. So thanks for joining me on this Cleveland Baseball Morning. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Davey Ferris. You can email me, clevelandbaseballmornings at gmail.com. Uh, stay interested. Stay interested because there's some things we got to talk about as the season wraps up. And then we're going to have a lot to talk about as we get into the 2022 season of the Guardians. There is so much to talk about with the 40-man roster and Rule 5 drafts and prospects that you can anticipate. And where do they get aggressive in free agency? There's so much to talk about this baseball team. So thanks again for joining me on this Cleveland Baseball Morning.